The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am your host, the big guy, Ryback. Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Streaming live on Instagram, the big guy, Ryback22. We are on Twitter Spaces at Ryback. Here at Ryback TV, we're also Twitter Spaces in here at Ryback TV. You guys are the co-host of this show. The ebb and flow of the show goes where your questions go. Super chats are always greatly appreciated on Ryback TV. Health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between this show is available on all podcast platforms itunes reviews are greatly appreciated if you guys got a moment please swing on over there and leave a review positive reviews are always always very helpful we're getting a few new ones in had a few new negative ones conveniently it's either there it's either five stars or one stars guys it's you either love the big guy or you 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 really hate him with that so positive reviews are always greatly appreciated on itunes with that we are streaming live also on facebook at ryback reeves and Twitch at Ryback Rules. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweetened with stevia and among fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people, men and women, he, she, and thee on feedmemore.com. New customers can save 30% discount code Ryback30, Ryback30. Returning customers can save 20% discount code FeedMe20. And you get a free premium shaker bottle, the Black Feed Me More Nutrition Hungry Shaker Bottle with all orders just selected as your free gift on there at the end of the checkout process. Hope everyone's having a great day. Good to see all of you. We're going to throw a shell shock to start off right here on Rybackville. Thank you, guys. Good to see all the great regulars and, uh, you know, People that want to act out of line, they will be meat-hooked and shell-shocked all day long in the chat. With that, we always ask that you don't spam the chat in there. 
And uh, because your your chats will literally be deleted, all of them, the moment you're just blocked, and it takes two seconds. So it uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't really achieve anything on that for the purpose that you're trying to with all of that. Welcome everybody on the Twitter spaces as well. Just got back walking the dogs. That did a little bit of wet cupping, got to do a little bit of more wet cupping, did a lot yesterday. So trying to find a few select areas that we didn't do. The uh, they heal really quickly though the areas i posted a video on instagram it was not me actually eating the uh, scar tissue it was a beet that i was eating i had my beets and a banana and my 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 pinto beans and a little bit of watermelon that i had my for my carbohydrate meal before the podcast and then i do my iso hungry plant powered protein shake with a little bit of peanut natural peanut butter post podcast talking really really burns a lot of calories on here the uh so but uh, then we've got a big training session later and uh, working on some, I got to do rehab, rehab training, mobility work on the shoulder and uh, had a great day of rehab and stretching yesterday, continue to get more and more range of motion. And it's actually everything I've said, the range of motion. I, I remember telling people years ago that, that I go, like, I just, I go, stretching hurts. I go, it doesn't, I can't, the range of motion is locked. I said, and like, I would stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch. And then it would it would hurt. It'd get really inflamed, and it would get worse. It, when it, it when it the mobility wasn't coming, that was because all that tissue was locked up, and so we've broken up all that tissue. Now we have to suck all of that that glue out of there, essentially, because that scar tissue is like glue on that, and it just binds everything down. And it's like, you know, when I first saw it, I'm like, God, I'm, is it sucking the muscles out of my body? And I'm looking, I go, no, it's just literally all the junk that is bound up deep inches into the muscle. So. Really cool process. I'm trying to just show a little bit, but it's been it's been it's been literally seven years of doing one thing and the other, and there's so much that that people will never know or understand, and and it's just the way that it is. But I do, and uh, I'm very proud of myself for. Uh, it's by far been the the outside of the social media bullshit. It's been the most difficult thing that I've ever uh, physically had to had to overcome with that. Let's keep those feed me more nutrition orders coming in. I love it. Love it. Just just doing just doing my thing. Orders popping in. I always get the notifications. Always make me always make the big guys smile with that. I could I could sit on my ass and tweet 24-7 and make money 24-7 from everything, the system that I have built. And I wish that's why I try to like let people in on the power of entrepreneurship, which is why WWE is doing what they're doing with everything, because with everything I built, and I'm not gonna let them destroy a goddamn thing. And I'm going to be very proactive on that. And I put out a tweet earlier. My, I believe my Twitter again. I think ever since I started the spaces, I'm, I don't, I don't like the way things are looking. And uh, with that, but open to doing interviews, and and hopefully, and it's going to take some time with everything. But we, we've already put the Goldberg stuff out there. This stuff doesn't happen overnight, so I'm kind of timing everything out with with where I think is all gonna all gonna fall in place. But. The uh, the Ariel Hilwani, uh, I always have a hard time pronouncing his last name, but Joe Rogan, those kinds of shows. And uh, I want to tell the whole story, the story that Booker did not want to hear that was going to come out if he was going to have me on and that WWE did not want him out. And uh, I'm going to go full blown. They can't suppress everybody. They can suppress me, but I'm going to raise awareness on this and I'm going to pressure them. I'm going to pressure them all the way. And uh, we are not letting up the hate, the negativity. It's fake hate. It's not real. The people, it's the idea that they have. They don't know me with it. And that's why I, I've not, my story has not changed and I've held firm because I know the truth. 
on all this. And I know what I'm doing is better for pro wrestlers overall that none of them have the courage to do because they don't want to get blackballed or have a negative image from WWE. And it is so, but, but I, I have no fear with any of this and I've overcome all of it. And uh, we are proving that hashtag hungry mindset. We'll get to some of you call uh, the guest here on Ryback uh, on the spaces here. There was a guy yesterday. I know that wanted to come on Twitter. I invited him on to come speak and he wanted to wait. He had, he had concerns over the Vince McMahon mom comments that I have, I, that he does not seem to understand that I did apologize to her for, for those comments uh, and have explained multiple times on that, on the process of all of that. And, uh, and then also threatened he, that he could beat me up physically and verbally with that. So I always find that funny. And then he, he wanted to wait. I go, you're more than welcome to come on the Ryback show with it. And his tone, his tone changed a little bit and he seems like he was going to come on. So we'll see if he, if he pops in here at some point, we'll get him on the show. I, I'm not afraid to have a conversation about anything because I know what's going on with all of it. And, uh, but we'll see if, uh, as you saw yesterday, not everybody is as capable of doing that. We'll get to a super chat here first. Uh, Robert Nudsvig, thank you, says, Hey, Ryback, I'm on vacation in Las Vegas, currently big fan. Have you considered eating like Kidoba for a cheat meal, steak, burrito, et cetera, or great shout out me, brother? Shout shout me out, brother. Uh, Robin Ross in Vegas. Robin Ross will be guys are having a good time. Be careful with the prostitutes. Um, you know, don't get, uh, you can, some people end up dead in hotel rooms and, uh, with, if you don't have any expensive jewelry or a lot of cash on you, that is, I'm not, I'm not making this up. This is on the news and on the Las Vegas, like social media stuff way more than it should be just complete strangers coming into Robin Ross, Robin Ross going to have a good old time in Vegas, eat some Cadoba steak burritos, pick up a couple whores down on Las Vegas Boulevard take them back to the cosmopolitan before you know it you're on the news dead and your your fake rolex watches are stolen with 50 bucks guys okay be careful out here robin ross but i hope you have a good time and uh just just wrap it up and be safe okay okay good to see all of you guys hello hello i do yeah today i will announce i am going to be on the stevie ray uh podcast uh today guys uh the straight shooting podcast and uh the uh it's at 5 p.m pacific time 7 p.m central time with that you can call in it i have it on social media i reposted it all today you can see it on his social media real stevie ray on there uh he called me after all the booker stuff went down talked for 90 minutes me and him have gotten along he's done my show i've done his show he's a big reason he talked to me when i was a 19 year old kid at gold's gym and uh, he came in to work out. And I met a lot of the wrestlers. I worked at a really popular gym in town that all the bodybuilders came in, all the pro, uh, the wrestlers when they were in town. And I've talked about that. And uh, Stevie was the one guy. And uh, he, he came in and he worked out. He was in town for a drag racing show. No, nothing. You got to be careful. I was going to say a drag show. But, but now these drag racing. He's a big, he's big into drag racing. Clarify that. And, uh, and I asked him. And, and I just go, hey, I'd really like to get into pro wrestling. If you have any insight or anything that you could tell me, I I would greatly appreciate it. And, you know, I'm just a little night and, and little. I was a big guy, but he was massive at the time. I was just telling him again the other day. It's just like, I go, you were, he's, he was fucking bigger than any wrestler. I met him all, like, just enormous. This is when, I mean, he was he was just stacked. And uh, 
he talked to me. I got off work. He talked to me outside for like 10, 15 minutes. And uh, I always, I always remember that. So me and him get along really well with everything. So he, uh, and he, he goes, you come on my show. We can, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't shy away from anything. And, and I, I, I say how it is. He's the same way and it makes for the best. And uh, we had a really good conversation. And, uh, and, and so, so big brother stepped up and we're doing that today. So call in if you want to be a part of that show. And I don't know who else is going to be there. Maybe hell, maybe Booker calls in on the show and, uh, who knows what's going to happen. I, I don't give a shit because <laughs> I know the truth on everything and I, I ain't backing down one bit from anything. So I love, I love Stevie though. He's great. And, uh, looking forward to it. <clears throat> hello. Hello. Let me make sure I'll get to you guys here on Twitter spaces as well. I'm just making sure I've got everything. All right. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, good to see all of you guys. If you want to be part of the Ryback show in here, please hit the request button. Let me make sure to see if um wanted to see if the guy we will go Justin. We'll let Justin come in first today if Justin has a question. Drinking a little caffeine-free green tea. Hey, Ryback, how you doing, man? Justin, I remember talking to you yesterday. What's going on? What's up? What's up, big man? Uh, no, just, just, you know, it's another day, right? Um, my question is, what did you think of Monday Night Raw last night? Um, and, you know, with all the uh, stuff that's going on right now and... Uh, you know, I saw a lot of stuff to putting these new these new people from NXT, and um, I want to know your your feedback. What you caught on the, on the show last night? How do you think it went? I didn't see the last hour. I go to bed fairly at a decent hour. I, I got up at three three fifty today, three fifty a.m. I woke up, so I got to bed right before ten o'clock, right around ten. I I got to bed. I shut off Raw right when Seth Rollins and Finn Balor, and uh, and I, I saw that they were were getting into their setting up their program. I, I've seen I'd seen enough where I okay and uh and I and I, I checked out for the night. Um but I did see I saw Rhea Ripley, the new the new women's championship. Uh I, I like I I have no problem with any of those. I've never I see a lot of people, a lot of people love the, the championships. Other people will will say whatever. I've never I've never seen a championship and like really cared what they look like, quite frankly. I, I've never had one I've never had I've never seen one WWE championship or AEW championship where I've like thought a negative thought about it. I just don't, I don't view them. Like I'm not looking at them to and, like, I don't think they're ugly or I just think everyone has a unique, their championships are going to change all the time with it. And some are going to be visually more appealing, I guess, maybe to more people than others. I've never like looked at anything and goes, Oh, that's hideous or ugly or oh God, I wouldn't want that. Like anything like that. But uh, I'm curious to see what the ratings going to come in with that. The Denver Nuggets championship game, yeah, NBA finals. Because it was a close game, most of the game, it was till the till the very end. It was down to the wire, so that is probably going to hurt the raw rating pretty at a decent level, I would imagine. Wow, yeah, and also I know you're going to have Stevie Ray on. I'm a I was a huge Harlem Heat fan with Same. and Stevie Ray, and you can tell him I said my uh, regards to him. <laughs> but uh, but the question is, um, so how did this all come about? I mean, you said you saw Stevie Ray and. Um, and a gym or something. I mean, you guys train together. I mean, you guys friends. I mean, no, no. He called me. He called me. We we because we had we have each other's number, and 
he he's done my show. I've done his show in the past, his podcast and everything. He just saw everything going on online. He just called me right away. And that was, that was whatever day that happened with when Booker invited me to come on the show. And then, then I, I, I accepted and then he pulled out and, uh, and then he called and we talked and then he goes, if you want to do my show, we can, I go, of course, let's do it whenever you want. And, and then he got it. He got it all set up from there. So wow. yeah, wow. he's a good dude, man. He's a, he's a really, I was a big Harlem heat fan growing up too. And man, he's uh he, he's a really, really good guy. That's why he's not involved in the business as far as getting caught up in all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. He, he's not in that under that bubble anymore, and he doesn't have to worry about things. And, and man, he, he's yeah. he's a great guy. So, yeah. Uh, now I know your finishing maneuver is a shell shock. Now that's I have to say that's a devastating maneuver. It's absolutely devastating. Thank you. Um, I've seen you, uh, you know, do it on numerous amount of people. I've seen on YouTube. I've seen on Monday Night Raw when you were in WWE. How did the shell shock come about? How did you come up with that finishing maneuver? So the the story behind the shell shock is when I was out with my ankle injury after the Nexus, and uh, and things were looking really bad. I I I became obsessed uh, with with watching tape and essentially. I ordered I ordered every WWE DVD I could find. I had the the WWE office sending me uh, matches all the time. I would request matches, and they would burn copies of them. And so, because I was on, you got, I was in a wheelchair and on crutches for for like six months, six seven months, something ridiculous that I shouldn't have been because I had they did all the nerve damage. It was after the botched surgery with all of this. So I was constantly I was either doing rehab. Icing. They had. I had a, one of those leg ice machines. I'd put my whole leg in, and it would. It would like either doing that, but I was watching tape when I wasn't at the gym. I'd take a wheelchair to go work out. I'd work out, wheel around, get back. And I'd watch as many matches as I could to keep my brain sharp because I did not want to get lazy, and I was really scared that I was gonna like. I was already out for a long time, and, and like I needed to be keep my brain as sharp as possible. So in that time of watching all, all those tapes and I was right taking notes and I would stop, I'd pause matches. Like if a guy got a guy in the corner or they did a spot in the corner, I'd pause it and I'd go, what are five or 10 other things I could do in the corner right there? And I would work on my offense mentally in my head or just thinking about match spots or going different ways of offense that I would do in a different way or, or whatever it may be. And in that Brock and Brock wasn't in WWE anymore but I was watching the old, it was the, the Undertaker and Brock Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. And Brock, that when Brock came in, he was doing yeah. that Fisherman Buster suplex just a little bit. He didn't do it a lot, but he would pick guys up how I originally was picking guys up, where he'd pick them up and clear them over the head. But he picked Undertaker up like that. And he had him in the move and he, and then he, and he gave him a fisher, Fisherman Buster suplex. And I go, fuck, man, that move is so impressive because you have to be really strong to pick guys up over your head like that. And Undertaker's a really big guy. And right then I go, man, I want a move that can show off my strength that I could wow. do to people. And I go, he's not there. He didn't. He only did the move for a limited time. He probably stopped because the move, it jacks up your neck and your head when you pick guys up and they come crashing down on the top of your neck. And that's why I changed the load-up variation. And I went from picking guys up over my head to then I scooped them up like kind of like a, into an angle slam position, but with a with a – with with the original setup of the shell shock with that and then and then went into it that way because I could pick like the big shows and the Mark Henry's and the Canes. Those guys I was not going to be able to pick up the other way. And it prevented me from jacking up my neck of 300 pounds, 250 pounds every night landing on top of my head on my neck. But it came from that. It came from a Brock Brock did it like he did it a handful of times. 
on that. And then I, I did the march with it to make it a little different and, and everything. I've explained why I did that and everything. And, you know, it's just one of those things. It, it, it all kind of just came together, man, but it came together from putting in the work of watching and trying to figure this out. And, and I came up with the name because I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. And I always remember Shell Shock. But then I go, I, I, and I, Shell Shock, though, means battle fatigue. And I just go, it's the perfect war finisher that when your opponent is shell shocked, they're fatigued and that they're, they're fatigued from battle. And so I just go, this is the most fitting name for a finisher, in my opinion. And that's how it came together. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Um, and you, you know, you were talking about Brock Lesnar. Listen, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Brock Lesnar. I think he's a wrecking ball myself. And, you know, he's unbelievable. Yeah, the guy's a monster. Um, do, do you ever see uh, yourself wrestling Brock Lesnar? Or I mean, what do you think of his image now? The way he came out, came up from uh, UFC. Now he's in WWE. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what do you what do you think of him? Do you think he he's definitely uh, uh, you know could maybe have another belt on his waist again? Who knows? Yeah, no, I, I love everything he's done. I think he's set the bar of what you can do uh, in, as far as in getting what you want out of pro wrestling and uh, working working at a schedule that is 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 beneficial to him. And but I think the last year and a half last couple years he's really coming to his own i think he's getting away from Heyman finally and like allowing him to show more of his personality i think it's all come at a really good time and I, I i'm a big fan of i think he is he's he's easier to work with now than he had been in the past because they were booking him so strongly you didn't want to get booked i, I remember this was the case in wwe yeah. a lot of guys didn't want to get booked against brock because nobody was going to come out of that looking too good Brock was running through people and and that's great for Brock, but that's not good for the roster. That's why I'm always grateful that that was a kind of, I would have loved the matchup if we had a proper buildup and we had time and, and we were able to go out there and, and, and really go at it. But not if you saw, we saw the Kofi Kingston, you saw a lot of the guys, they put Sheamus in there, put, they had the new day when new day, all three of them got destroyed. I think that it could, it, there was, and with the way my character was, that would have really hurt me if they would have done a match at any point where things weren't going as ideally for me and it would have been like a squash. No good would have came from that. So I am always feel that it was a blessing not to go down that route until things were, were right with that in a proper build-up and story. But now, though, he's selling more than he ever sold. And he's very smart. And I talked about this before on here. He's making himself he, – he's going to make more money doing this than he was when he was getting booked stronger because he's going to be able to work with more of the roster. If that makes sense. It's like, whereas it, Cody, it, if you would have talked, if we were talking Brock Lesnar of what years were his really dominant beast, beast years in WWE, what two, when he came back in 2012 to what, 14, 15, that time I was there, he was being booked like a, a goddamn animal. Whereas like that would have been a really hard sell booking Cody Rhodes against Brock Lesnar during that time. But now it works better because Brock has started selling more and he's done it in levels where he didn't do it all right away, but he, he's something clicked where I think he goes, I can't work with that many of these guys. Cause there's nobody physically like Brock really it's very limited. And he kind of had, had gone through everybody. So it's like, well, I've got to maybe rather than you can't hope that guys just put on 50 pounds of muscle or 40 pounds of muscle, but you can alter the way that you work so that you could have more believable matchups with the rest of the roster. And I don't know who got that in his head or if it was his idea. We know he talks to Stone Cold supposedly a bit, and I wouldn't be shocked because Steve is really smart with all of this if Steve suggested it to him at some point. 
but Brock is working better and smarter now than he ever did. And he's going to make more money because he can literally work with almost anybody now in some capacity, whereas before it was very limited. If you could, Justin, speak up, you're a little on the low on the on your. There you go. And I, we're from Long Island. We live in Long Island. Um, if you guys, if you ever, ever have a wrestling show on Long Island, we'd love to come see you wrestle. Absolutely, buddy. I've not been there in a long time. Last time I was in Long Island, I did a signing randomly. It was, it was, um, it was whatever one was at the Nassau Coliseum, I think. CM Punk. I worked there. there. Yeah, CM Punk did his first signing. I remember he was for the UFC. And he was at that. And then, and I ended up, we got it together last minute and I did a signing there for two days, I think. And, and that was the last, that was my 2016 or 17. So. Yeah, if you ever, because I'm a security guard. I don't know how you are about security guards, but uh, I do security and stuff and I do all these events and all these concerts and stuff with this. I, I, I work those wrestling shows and I met some high profile people, Chad Patty, and I met some people, but um, yeah, if we're ever in the area, we It'll be great. You know, that'll be a wonderful time to see you devastate some people, you know, break some bones. Absolutely, buddy. And uh, I appreciate everything and, and the good questions and, and look forward to having you back on again. Oh, sure. Definitely, definitely right back. And uh, it's always a pleasure. And, you know, I always love talking about any type of wrestling. I mean, I did want to mention Cody Rhodes. But like I said, I know you have a, a lot of things going on. But I think Cody Rhodes is doing a great job. He uh, is. So. I agree. I think he's he's done very well, and he he is. I'm very happy and proud of, of what he's doing right now. Yeah, we're big major Cody Rhodes fans. We love Cody Rhodes. Awesome. But, but you know, you're always going to be a fan no matter what. I just cannot wait to get back in the ring. I cannot wait for this. Same, Justin. I'm I'm doing everything I can, and we're gonna. It's all gonna. It's all gonna work out all right. I already I already know it. So uh, I'm very happy, and we're just we just got to keep doing the work. All right, sounds good. Take care, my friend. You too, buddy. Take care. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Good deal, Justin. Always appreciate it, Justin. Great questions. Well, uh, let's try somebody. Uh, we had another new, uh, where was this? Somebody? I tried to get some people we haven't had on here and then get to everybody on here on the request. We'll go to Extro. I don't, let's see who Extro. I can't see the full name sometimes on here. Extro, are you there? What's going on? Where you at? Uh, I'm just, you know, in Arizona, in the hot sun. What, what part? What city? Uh, in Mesa. You know, Mesa, when I was younger, Mesa is the hottest place I have ever been my entire life. Uh, we had high school baseball tournaments out there a couple times. And uh, I'll never forget, in Vegas is really hot. It was, we. I don't know if it got up to like 119 or 120 one summer. It was literally heat warning zone. We had to, they made us take mandatory breaks during the game to like find shade and drink water. It was, it was the hottest weather I've ever been in my entire life. And that was, it was Mesa. So I feel for you living out there. Yeah. I get like, it's sad sometimes, but you know, we muscle through. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to know, um, did you ever have to prepare or have to do any different workouts to, Try and lift up Big Show or Mark Henry for the shell shock? Uh, so, at that time, no. I was lifting really heavy all the time in WWE during that period. And uh, 
And of course, if there were ever little injuries, I would work around things. But I, I was I was consistently deadlifting and squatting uh, a, a very good amount of weight. And, and honestly, I, I I probably I wish and I knew what I I knew now, and and I maybe adjusted a little bit on some of that. But I, sometimes too with that, you would go from working smaller guys to bigger guys, uh, and on, on on a moment's notice, like I'd go from one weekend of working Seth Rollins to the next weekend of working Mark Henry on live events. You know, so it was, I just always kept my strength high. Whereas, you know, now I, I would, I would prefer to know ahead of time who I was working and if I need to maybe increase my lifting, you know, lower reps, higher strength. Um, and because I don't train for, for that all the time, I, especially with the injuries and coming back with everything. But, uh, yeah, no, I never had to do anything special, man. And, and I, again, I really probably wanted, I could, I, I just believe in with those guys and they're great with their body weight that I could get them up at any point in time and, and having a good understanding of that and how to do that move. And, but you still, like I was, I was at peak strength pretty much during all that point where it wasn't, it wasn't a concern on any of that. So, but it was, they're big guys, man. You're dealing, it's not just like picking up regular body weight. It, it's, you know, 400 pounds or high 300s or mid 400s or big show, depending. And it's it's very awkward at times, you know, and it's and those are guys that don't like they, they don't get picked up very often. So it was uh, it definitely was put strain on the body doing that, though, over and over. That stuff, I just saw you as a whole, man. It was insane. This, you picked, it looked like you just picked them up with ease at that time. Thank you. No, it was. uh I've done it before where like I've picked up Kane, Kane, and like I, I wouldn't even tell him when I was going. And he would <laughs> Kane, I remember he said something one time. I, he was just like he go he 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 he's he wasn't used to just like getting picked up like that without like helping or just like and I I, I always took pride in, in having the strength to do that, but you you want them to help you as much as possible still because it does make it easier on your body if there's a little bit a little bit of assistance. With that, which Big Show in both Big Show and Mark, to their credit, are absolutely amazing with their body weight. So it does help when they give a, when they can give just a little bit of a boost. And I also wanted to know your thoughts on uh, the Jeff Hardy situation. What's the What's the situation with Jeff Hardy? Having like you know problems with his personal life, uh, addictions. You know, it's hard to over overcome that well, i've met jeff multiple times and, and couldn't it have been a nicer guy i think it's you know anything personally anything everyone has everyone has every human being has personal issues with that but i think unfortunately when you're in the spotlight or you know in the way pro wrestling and dirt sheets and all those things and, and unfortunately and jeff obviously with the duis and, and that that that's a bad situation all the way around you know you know with that and i'm sure there's I wish that could have been avoided every single time. And, and I hope hopefully never happens ever again, but and, and it's not making excuses for people, but it's that the wrestling business, man, it, it when the injuries pile up and, and you're on the road all the time, I tell you people that like I try to explain to you guys, it is a miserable life living in hotel rooms four to five days a week. And like, it's very lonely and it's very lonely in the way that the business is in the way with social media in the way that there's great fans, but there's also everybody just wants something from you. So wherever you're going, people people just want something from you with that, or they're trying to expose you for something. It's like it's a really so you try to just kind of 
stay on your own and like, or you do your own things in, in your room or like to pass the time. A lot of guys you drive, you get into a town, you know, you're wired. And I was always wired off caffeine and I'd have to go get a couple beers. And then, but I always had my thing. I'll take the NyQuil before I came out with my GTS or take some Benadryl with the NyQuil and make sure I can knock myself out and keep a structure and, and don't go, go out and go to a bar and get drunk and drink and drive or, but everyone handles that a little differently. And, you know, he's put his body through a lot of abuse. And so the pain factor, and this is why nobody just becomes like, and Jeff, I have no idea in a, what would classify an alcoholic or not an alcoholic. And I think there's no issues at all with drinking, even though I'm not drinking right now. And I like to do it once a week when I was doing it before, just for balance with that. But like, it's, it, you don't want to make uh, irresponsible decisions in doing it. You know, like it, it's great if you could drink and stay in your room or stay at the hotel bar, you know, or, or take an Uber. And, and like, th th there's no excuse not to do that in this day and age uh, with anything like that. But, you know, because the last thing we see, we don't want to see him hurt or possibly killed or hurt or possibly kill somebody else. And, you know, and Bill DeMott was my original trainer in Deep South Wrestling. And I have nothing but love and respect. And he lost his daughter to a DUI incident. And he's very proactive on, on that front. And, and I have nothing but love and respect. And, can't imagine losing somebody to that. I mean, that that's just rips your heart out. And so I think like, I hope for Jeff's sake that like he's able to, to, to keep everything on the up and up. And, but this is a very difficult business and it, it, it's not just, there's so many different things going on at given, given time. And it doesn't, it's not making excuses for anything, but it, it's, it's everyone has personal issues and in, in, in battles that they're going through and stuff. And I just hope no matter what though, if he chooses to drink in the future, if, it, if it's something he has to avoid altogether, I don't know with that, the severity of that. But like, hopefully, clearly the drinking and driving thing is, has been a reoccurring problem with that. But it, it's it's not my business either. And like, I just hope in, in him and his family and, and whoever's involved, whether Matt, you know, in, in he can he can stay clean if that's the case. And because and he's very he, he's. He's had a hell of a career and you don't want to see that tarnished by anything towards the end with anything. And, and I hope he can, he can contribute in a, in a positive light in, in, in the pro wrestling and AEW and, and until he doesn't want to anymore, because he has a lot to offer and give back. And, and he's still him and Matt are still, they're huge names in the pro wrestling industry. And they were, I've done indie shows with them and they were the most popular deal on anything there. Like they, these guys are, they've been around. Remember they, they debuted WWE teenagers man teenagers and, and like in the fact that they're still going with that but that's a lot of mileage and a lot of abuse and and i i just try to kind of let people understand it, it's because i'm sure they get a lot of hate and negativity at times for the things and as we all do with it but it, it's a very very difficult business and, and it's he you know, i've met him and he's a great guy it's just it things can take their toll and hopefully you know it, it's everything's good moving forward too. I can't imagine how much those swanton bombs affect the body. That's all of it. Yeah, he's done. He's done. You got to remember, he's been doing this so since his his teenage years, and he's he's in his forties now, right? I don't know what I don't know his exact. Age. He's in his his mid forties or around there. Yeah, he has to be around there. I would imagine, if not even. Yeah, he's so. I mean, many, many years of doing this at a very high level and in a very, you know, that reckless where putting his body on the line and, and it, it's, it, it takes its toll. So, you know, 
nobody ever, you know, and I, I, he's he, he's nobody's ever doing anything to ever try to hurt anybody else. Or, but I mean, man, this is a painful business mentally and physically. It's a very lonely business at a lot of times, and that's the one thing I think the fans will, will never understand. Even as much as I tell you, you would have to live it and experience it, and and it, you'd be away from your families or moments and miss out on occasions over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, not being able to attend your grandparents' funeral. I remember that because I had to go back on the road with that. And like, just constantly like things and like, just because, and that was when I was new and you don't want to miss any time. You don't want to get any heat and, and think like, there's just things go on where, and it was and like, I think, I think that might maybe has maybe been toned back a little bit where maybe they're maybe more lenient and I'm sure they are in other promotions, but this is stuff and the guys, the business has gotten better in that regards in some way. But for a lot of the time that they were there, you know, you weren't, you weren't taking any time off for anything. So, you know, all that just adds up, man. And it's, I, I can't explain it. I just know, I remember like when I would, you know, I would, I would, I would grab a couple beers and after, after getting back to the hotel and like, you just think you're like, man, like, a day turns into a week, turns into months, turns in, into years really quickly. And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I drink al al alcohol all the time. And you're like, wait a second, I never drank alcohol like this. But you're doing it as part of like the pattern of your day as a process to like unwind or to forget about the stress of the day. Because too, as WWE or just pro wrestlers, you're constantly under stress until you're alone with that because when you're in public people are looking at you you're they're the most recognized figures in the world with that when you're performing you've got to go turn it on for thousands of people millions watching for tv and pay-per-view the pressure is constantly off the charts you're flying all the time you're stressed because of airports all the people in the airports getting rental cars problems trying to find food trying to find gyms like that the i wish there was a way to measure the stress in like in of of pro wrestlers compared to other things. And cause I, I think it would be off the charts way ahead of everything. So. For Jeff, I hope he, he gets uh, the help he needs. I'm sure he's trying his hardest, you know? Absolutely. And I, hopefully, and he's back and I think, you know, he looks great. And I, I, I love the guy. I love him and Matt. I, I have all the respect in the world for those guys. And they, they, man, they, I hope the fans really appreciate the, the, all the years of hard work and entertainment that they provided and, and still are providing, you know, it's, it, 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 the, I told Matt, when I saw Matt, I saw Matt at the Baltimore celeb fest, he came over, he said, hello, when we were doing the signing. And one of the first things I, I said to him, and I, I just said, man, congratulations on, on the length of your career and the amount of success that you continuously had. I just, it's just, cause it's, it's not easy. It's, 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 it's you know, that's like what Jericho is doing. Matt and Jeff are in that same light of the amount of time that they have competed at a high level and been able with the amount of, of mileage they put on their bodies. It's really, really rare. It, and it, it's, and it, it deserves to be noticed with that. So that's why I want, I hope Jeff stays clean because that way the positives of everything that he's done and con contributed don't end up getting lost in the shuffle, you know, towards with, with some mistakes that were made and everything. And, and I, I'm pulling for him, man. That's all I have today. I, I appreciate you very much for inviting me on here, you know. And uh, I can't wait to see the jackhammer versus shell shot. That's going to be amazing. Thank you very much. We'll see what happens. The challenge is made. We just got to, we got to, hopefully he accepts. We'll see. Yes, sir. Thank you very much.
All right, buddy. Take care. Good deal. Great questions. Thank you very much, buddy. Let's see here. We got E-Man. E-Man will go next. And let me actually, before I add E-Man on, I think I had a RT the branch says more wrestlers have died than any other sport. People blamed roids, but um, it was roids, drinking heavy, pain pill addiction, uh, some cases cocaine. Yeah, it was a combination of, of a lot of that. And a lot of that stuff, and, and definitely steroids are involved in that. That stuff too, it, it, that it destroys your heart, your blood, your blood pressure. All of that correlates with, with an early death. On top of that, the other things that are also not good for that stuff of the drinking, the recreational drugs, and the partying, and the 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 really the not good sleep. With that, that comes along with that kind of lifestyle, and uh, that is that is a a cocktail for disaster, recipe for disaster. Thank you. Review says someone needs to get an answer out of Goldberg. I want to know, as I'm sure many of you do also. It's his decision. It's not my decision. I told you guys I am open and I, I am I I am open and, and, and ready and willing to have a conversation with everything and uh, and to see what we can do. because And I want this, I think, an AEW would be the ideal place. And with everything going on in WWE, I'm telling you, and with what they don't want to come out, I can get so much positive attention for this in all the right ways, telling my story of my comeback with this. And I can, I, and with the media and everything with my social media, I am very motivated with this. And, and I talked about, I'm going to tell you guys something. Eric Bischoff just did a thing on with AEW talking about with Ariel Hawani, which is why I want to get on these shows. And I've been wanting, I wanted to wait. I told you guys this years ago. It's all about timing with everything. The timing, this all now is coming complete now that I'm going to be able to get cleared and come back with this. And it's more, these guys have more incentive to want to bring me on if there's a big match involved so that the story, do you see what I'm saying? Whereas if it's just me versus WWE and I'm not able to come back in all this time and then it, it's a harder sell. But these guys, if we, they want the ratings as well. It's We got Ryback versus Goldberg. I'm telling my comeback story, 19 stem cell procedures, all this rehab showing you the wet cupping sucking out. Joe would love that shit. The stuff coming out of my shoulder. He's going to be fascinated as fuck by that. And, and talking. And yeah, this is what happened. And tell that WWE story from everything and drop making me drop the malpractice suit and trying to fire me while I was in the main event or get a chance to live my dream and explain why the creative thing happened that I've told you guys over and over, but tell it all under one umbrella, talk about the social media suppression and them wanting my accounts and what we've gone on. And we literally have all the proof of the restriction. Nobody can explain anything, but they are partners with all these companies. And then in, in let me sell this match. It's, it's going to get a lot of attention and I'm promise. And it is, there is nobody, I want the betterment of pro wrestling and this is going to force them. The more negative attention we could bring on the light of what they've done and me overcoming this, the return, the ending, and let's go tell this story. But it's his call, man. And, uh, you know, too, I, I say there's people, if they're scared, a lot of people go, you don't want to wrestle him. You don't, I, I love a challenge. I already know what I am capable of, what I can do. My cardio is off the charts. I can go there. I'm not going to get blown up. I can go ahead. I can do all the goddamn fucking work. I know what to do. I know how to make this. You don't know what I know on this. Okay, I can end this thing perfectly. And I know how to tell this story. I am a storyteller. I am a physical actor. 
I, I do not, I am not worried in the slightest. I have all the love and respect in the world for Bill. So, but you guys don't see what I see. And I see nobody is motivated like me to want to make this work. But look, by the way, what the fuck do I have to lose after all the bullshit and the lies? I've already overcome all the bullshit with it. There's all these people that believe all these lies. The lies are going to be, the, the truth is going to be revealed and all the bullshit on these lies on it. And then people, so let me tell you, go, oh, it will be a disaster. It'll be a train wreck. Okay. That's why you have a loser mentality and you're afraid. I am not a fucking afraid to take a goddamn fucking chance at greatness. What happens with Ryback returns and pulls off a fucking, the, the, the best match Goldberg has ever had and tells a story that leaves everybody's minds blown. What if? Just ask yourself, what if? Who looks fucking good in that? Me. Me. Bill. Everything that you would want to end a career and to come back and overcome all the bullshit and the lies. And that is why I'm not afraid. And I can, I'm not afraid to say what I need to say and to take the chances. I know what it takes to be great with this. And everybody else is afraid to play it safe. You want to fucking, you want to do, you want to go for the little fucking bunt. You want to hit the fucking single. I am a home run fucking hitter. I am the goddamn fucking Babe Ruth. I'm going to fucking point the bat. I'm not afraid to strike out. I've never been afraid to strike out. There's, I picked up two guys in the ring for months on end that I didn't even know. Could have went wrong any fucking time. More, 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 more. They had to pull me back. I said, give me three fucking guys. You don't want to do this. No, there's too much possibility. You can go, give me three fucking guys. No, they don't want to ruin the investment. This is how I am. You're going to have to pull me back. I go for it all with this. And that's the difference between sitting at home and being a fucking loser and then being on TV and not getting over and knowing how to go on TV and get the fuck over. And they know I know how to get the fuck over. And I have from day one, I'm not afraid to take fucking chances. I want Bill Goldberg. I will get the most out of Bill Goldberg. I will motivate Bill to be his all-time fucking best on his retirement match. If it's his last match or not, whatever it is. I've all this bullshit hours every fucking day for seven fucking years to get to this fucking point. I am not afraid. And all you motherfuckers trying to talk everybody out of it. Fuck you. I will prove you wrong all goddamn day long. Just give me one fucking chance to fucking throw WWE under the bus. Fuck them and to prove everybody wrong of everything they have done. And this is what's missing on television is fucking passion and people not afraid to fucking strike out. What do you got to lose? Put two guys at for one match. Don't don't expose don't expose your roster. Nobody else wants to take that chance. Oh, you don't you're afraid of a bad match? I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna go out there and swing for the goddamn fucking fences because that's what I do. I've just spent seven fucking years getting suppressed illegally, fucking fighting for my goddamn health, 19 stem cells, hundreds of thousands of dollars on a legal goddamn bullshit name, and fucking to get my back and my shoulder right. I was done. You don't think I'm not foaming at the mouth to come back? You think I want to go to some rinky-dink? I want to be on the biggest goddamn stage. I don't give a fuck that I've been gone for seven years. I'll have more goddamn energy than I've ever had on that one fucking appearance. And I will have zero fucking fear. I've already literally sat for seven years in my prime and had to fight to get my health back. And you think I'm going to be afraid to step out and go do what I was fucking born to do? Fuck all of you pathetic loser fucking marks. Not going to happen. Feed me Goldberg. Put it on your fucking show. Don't put it on your show. The challenge has been made. I have nothing to lose. Bill's fucking choice. And that's that. I'm being suppressed. You guys want the fucking match? Talk about the fucking match on social media. I've already put it out there. I've said, 
Give me the fucking appearances. I'll do every goddamn fucking media appearance morning to fucking night to build up the fucking match. Let me tell my story. Give me one fucking chance to get back at WWE for all this goddamn bullshit. I am not going back there. I do not want their money. I want to do this somewhere else, and I'm going to fucking do what I said. Nobody's believed me all along that I was going to be able to win the trademark, come back from all my injuries. Here I am, motherfucker. Knock, knock, knock. Fucking shell shock. Here we go. And that's that. Let me get to a super chat. Gabby Hiralu. Uh, hey, big guy, what's your opinion on Baron Corbin's lone wolf gimmick? Well, good transition here. I thought it was his best persona out of every role he had in his career. The uh, I, I loved the uh, lone wolf Baron Corbin. I loved his theme music as well. And, uh, and I hope he can get back on track. And I'd heard... Rumors that they wanted to possibly, Hunter maybe possibly wanted to get him back on track like that. I don't, you know, I think he's a great heel. I, I, I man, I'm thoroughly entertained by him. And uh, I, I never understood why they got away from that. I, I saw that as a, a money character from the beginning. Uh, and he had a, has a great look and he has the size. But, you know, things happen and creative, different things happen. And, man, the Happy Corbin stuff was great, very entertaining. But uh, this is the problem sometimes when you do all these things and then you can get lost in the shuffle really quick. You know, he, he he's due for a, a reshuffle and, and to get get him. I, that's the kind of guy, man, he, he's put over a lot of your guys and been a great heel. And uh, he's due he's due to throw that guy a bone. He's due for a sorry. They're getting a oh, I did a bunch of cardio yesterday and uh, my hamstring. I got to go drink some finish at BCAAs. I was getting a hamstring cramp. The uh, getting all worked up, cutting these intense promos in my, in my podcast chair on Goldberg and, and getting me, giving me this match against W fuck WWE. The, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I like the guy and uh, I hope he gets a decent run here coming up. Another super chat. We'll get to more of you guys on Twitter spaces as well. Uh, Ryback, what is the best products to buy for protein shakes? Would you like uh, to a bear to win a match or wait, what Ryan? He goes, okay, this is a very odd question. Okay, iso-hungry plant-powered protein shake, feedmemore.com. Let's get that out of the way. That's the best protein shake you're going to get. You're not going to get any bloat. You're not going to get any gas. It is, it is the, the vanilla mocha is, is absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to get you guys more flavors the moment all this stuff is over with. We're going to be coming out with a lot more stuff. It, it, is, it is fantastic, though, I promise you. And it mixes like whey. And then the other part of the question is, would you like to a bear who would win a match, you or the bear? I guess you're saying, would I like to wrestle a bear and who would win, me or the bear? Um, no, I, I wouldn't like to wrestle a bear. I, you know, unless it's like a little baby bear like Khabib was wrestling as a child, you know, then then okay, I'll wrestle a baby bear. I have no interest in in wrestling a full-grown bear and, and losing losing my life and limbs along the way. Like I like I I like in, there's just like I don't see that going well. I would fight for my life. I would give it everything I got. But like you, you were, you know, you were putting me in a very dangerous situation that I would prefer not to put myself in. You know, if the bear has its mouth muzzled, even then, it's still a very dangerous situation. And fuck you for even wanting me to do that. But thank you for the super chat. Uh, good morning from Hawaii, brother. Feed us more. Thank you, Shanti. Thank you, thank you, brother. Let's get to, to another guest here on uh, Twitter Spaces. 
apologize there, guys. Went off the big rant on Goldberg. I, I don't know if you know this or not. I really, I'm really hungry for more here. E-Man, are you there? Yeah, it was good. Oh, man, just enjoying the day. How are you doing? I'm good. I just had a couple questions. Uh, so, during your, like, wrestling career, uh, who was the best uh, guy, like, you got to work with and you, who you enjoyed working with? I honestly had I had a pleasure working with so many people. That's everybody is great at that level for the most part, uh, in one way or another. Uh, you always have guys that I think you you click and get along with better. You know, like me and Dolph are great friends, and all our matches are super easy to put together. We're like, like there's no selfishness selfishness in that in that process. Um, whereas maybe other guys, if you don't know them as well, or it can be more difficulty in, in, in sometimes putting things together. And not that it's difficult, but it's harder than with somebody that both have good attitudes. You understand what the point of the match is. You you know that you're like, okay, you're going over, I'm going over. We know the time. We know, like, it's, you know, Dolph was always really easy uh, and with all of that. Seth was always really easy uh, with all of that. The Shield guys, all of them were actually, I worked them a lot there for the, the for we literally across the world in main events and they were, they were a breeze to work with. We had to do a lot of six man tags, which can get a little bit messy when you have a lot of guys involved and everybody, no matter who I was teaming with against them, it just seemed like it was always, it didn't seem very difficult to put those together. And uh, so, so like things like that, but there's so many, I wouldn't be doing everybody. There, there was very rarely anyone where you're just like, fuck, this is really difficult to put together. And, uh, but those were the, off the top of my head, maybe the easiest. Uh, yeah, I just had one more question. Uh, how okay. do you feel about uh, the booking between uh, Cody versus Roman at Mania? Do you feel like they made the right decision? <clears throat> going over? Well, I've talked about this. It's a difficult. <clears throat> so if Cody, the story I felt, I, I wish Cody would have won if you know, that story I thought was complete and ready to go, but I understand why they didn't and why they didn't is probably the Roman storyline is the main storyline for them and has been, which Cody would have been aware of going into it anyways. Cody will be fine if Cody continues to be booked and doing what he's doing and and eventually they pay it off, whether it's with Roman or not, I don't know. In that, But, you know, if they are able to do Cody versus Roman at next year at WrestleMania, then that's a really good, great long-term storyline that ends up paying off. But my my only thing on that is it's you need a lot of things to go right to get to that point. And injuries happen. You know, what if Roman gets injured? What if Cody gets injured? And this is – you never want to talk about this stuff. But there's a lot of time, essentially, between, you know, now and WrestleMania next year with that. So that I, for Cody's sake, would have preferred that they pulled the trigger and did it. But I also understand – that if Roman's the main storyline, then then everything kind of goes takes a backseat to that. And there's always alternate routes to get to, to the final destination with everything. So um, and I'm a fan of the whole bloodline storyline. And and I and I think you know eventually it's gonna be a monster moment. You know, I I also I also don't think it's a bad idea to do a do a swerve with Roman and Cody. If you know they do think it's gonna be Roman Cody at Mania next year, I think it would be unbelievable you do a giant swerve and somebody takes out cody and and roman is roman's new opponent for wrestlemania beats roman and then that and roman that kind of ends that and they get that momentum and then cody has that that angle with the other guy that's also could be like a possible swerve but 
I think if we're going to do Roman Cody, it, you know, that will, that will have paid off if they are able, able to get to that point. So, but who knows, man, there, there's a lot. I think, I think everybody would have understood the story if it was completed at WrestleMania. So, but we'll have to see. Appreciate talking to you, man. You too, buddy. Take care. Great questions. Thank you guys very much. Taking a look to see if we have the person yesterday that wanted to come on the show. I don't, I don't see. We'll go Cole. Cole, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello, hello, Cole, you there? Cole, can you hear me? I can't hear you. We may have to switch. Uh, we'll go ahead and try another guest here. It looks like I don't know what the issue. Sometimes there are technical issues on the other end. We've got Reese. We'll go ahead and we'll go Reese. Let Reese in today. Reese, are you there? Yes, I am. Good afternoon, right back. How you doing, bud? What's going on? I'm doing good, doing good. Uh, let's see. Hey, I was going to say, like, first of all, it's, like, such an honor to, like, like, interact with you, man, because... I have to admit, like, you were definitely one of my people, and every now and then I still give a yup, yup, yup what to do. <laughs> Skip Sheffield for life. Yeah. Um, really quickly, if you could give a quick summary on what, and I'll keep it to three companies, WWE, AEW, Impact could do to improve, like, just for the short term, what they would need to work on. What would you think each company would need to do? So I think it's two things, and it's it's. And I talked. I, I didn't. I didn't finish this answer earlier when I went before. I think I went on my the rant. The you want the the big thing, and WWE recognizes this, and this is what they're doing with Logan Paul bringing to him. And Logan Paul has a massive social media following. What the, the talents and and if I'm in a in a in a office position in WWE or AEW or Impact Wrestling. Mainly, I think WWE understands this, and I know this from when I was there. Uh, you want to promote your talents and to to create social media accounts, to to create YouTube channels, if it's so, it, and find things that they're passionate about with their brand and identity, and build up e themselves on social media as much as possible. And and WWE understands this, which is why they got Roman Reigns on on TikTok and Rhea's on TikTok, and a lot of their stars have started migrating on TikTok with everything because they realize in how popular TikTok is with kids. So the bigger the individual talents that you have, if everybody has a massive social media following and then your talents can then promote their appearances, the show they're going to be on or their match they're going to be on, on your programming and on their social medias, what this is going to do, it's going to feed into each other. One, your social media is going to grow more. And two, their television, their product, is their ratings are going to improve with if you have more people that are known worldwide. It's just, it's just, it, it goes hand in hand. And I really think that is something AEW and Impact, and I don't think the talents necessarily, and I know when I was there, I didn't fully understand 
the, the, the power that we have in the social media now and getting out. And this is why WWE is doing, and they knew that I knew what I'm talking about right now with this is you've got to one second here. Let me get you back on the, you have to go all in as a talent and with this time and take advantage of it. And you know, it's like me with what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm doing all the stuff I'm doing with Goldberg, not being on TV. I've just simply from my home, I want Bill Goldberg getting millions of views on social media and I'm not even involved with the company right now. Right. With everything. So you got to look at that and then you take that and you do that you, media appearances. You got to get your talents on radio, on local news, on TV, on the talk shows. You got, I love, this is stuff I told WWE, put me on everything. Like this is because you get yourself over and you get the company over and you have to sell your match and what you were involved in with this. But that, that comes from a talent standpoint. And it also comes from the promotion to allow your talent to go do that and tell you have to have meetings on this and go, guys, go get yourselves over, go, go create social media accounts, post three to four times a day, let people get to know who you really are. Because then when you have a match on dynamite and you could go, guys, please check me out on dynamite. And you get, you get 500,000 or you get a million views. There's going to be a portion of people that see that, that are going to tune in to that, to that match. It's free advertising. And that's something that is WWE understands this and, and AEW is, is something I think they could really improve on this end. And, but you, they, it's just, they have so many talents that, that don't have that yet. And Jericho's on there. Now Jericho is, I think has finally realized and they had the social and he does the podcast and there's all these things that you do. It's like me, I've got everything in place. So you just, that's why I want it unsuppressed and it will instantly be seen by way more. But if everybody is doing this, it improves your chances of having better ratings now, on top of that, storylines have to be better. And you, that comes in, though, from, from the company standpoint. And that comes up to talent individually being invested in their characters. But this is where I, I tell you guys it's physical acting. We, we're, this business, and this is a WWE Vince McMahon toxic negative culture, everybody got so scared of winning and losing because your money was being affected by it. If you have ways of making money, I don't give a fuck about wins and losses anymore. I can give two shits. I care about being able to play a role and to sink my teeth, whether it's a baby face or a heel in a variation of different, different ideas that I have, or a company may have in going out there and executing that role for two or three months or however long that role is with that in playing a part. And this is why I think it's important to educate wrestling fans that this is physical acting with this and that, that the wins and losses, and you're not a loser if you lose with it, but we are portraying pro wrestling in a real fight with that and you honor it when you're out there you stay within the guidelines of everything and all that all that jazz but this is this is where i look at wrestling in a, in a much different way and i've lived and played these different roles that i think you need to have a, you need a team environment of talents that understand this that that but you're also not going to be punished for getting over if that makes sense and i think that that wrestling can improve as a whole if everyone really adopts this and goes Go get over on social media and then in everything in WWE is really good about having talents promote their stuff at the right times. And, but it can be way better. A lot of people are lazy because you're already on TV, you're making money. So you, they don't understand that if they hustle more, they're not because they're not being incented and they're not being rewarded to hustle more essentially, essentially where it's like, but where if everyone's working together and everyone's going to make more money with this, everyone's going to go all out. And that's just what I see from the outside looking in now, man. I have to agree with you because I kind of had a um, few conversations with people and now like 
One thing I think is that when fans get to see a mixture of the person outside of the ring and then they start bringing that a little into the character, I think that gets a lot of people over more. And it's like, yeah. if guys, and actually girls too, show a little bit of the personality that they show out of the ring, and then it's like, like the people in the higher-ups say, hey, wait a minute, a lot of people were reacting positive to that. Yep. It's like, then it gets them to think, it's like, how can we bring that person into the in-ring character and it's like hey can you show us a little something all right we see like a nice personality here so he kind of used that for a big face you think you could show a little something like you being a little naughty and nasty so that way we can have something to work with a heel character and it's like all right now we got ways to work with you as both a heel and a face yeah and then the fans are starting to see the natural personality do you think that could help like creative with a lot more on both sides yes and have you watched and this is again and talking about why wwe and like i keep i keep really hammering this home with my social media and go before tiktok got suppressed on me and getting hundreds of millions of views on there i i have videos i just did another i got one that's going up today it's a president biden bud light commercial where he's he's a girl somebody did an ai video and I have a video of me back in the wig again, but I've done the video of me drinking a Bud Light. And then like where I go from me is Ryback to me with a pink wig on. Like that's the kind of thing I think a lot of wrestlers, and this is an extreme example, but I get a lot of views on all my videos with that. And I do a lot of wacky different things showing all my personality, various different forms that people that when I was initially as like monster Ryback, I wouldn't even think about because I was so terrified because I knew I was playing a role in WWE. They want you to kind of maintain an image. But I go, if you can show people who you are, and I always took like Kurt Angle and The Rock, guys in Austin, they, they showed their sense of humor and they got more over showing their sense of humor. And when you do it at the right time in the right place, and that's where I just said, I took the gloves off. I go, I'm showing everybody everything, how I am in real life. And I don't give a fuck. And that because I know, I know it's physical acting. On that, and I know when the light is on, and I got to go be an ass-kicking monster. I know how to do that, and it doesn't. That doesn't. That doesn't mean I have to be afraid to show people who and what I am, and and have fun and and, and live life. And by people doing this, yes, it will inspire the, the 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 writers and the other people that might see something you do and go, "Fuck, we can make some money with that." You know, it's like me doing that mark for life, where I make fun of the marks. Where I don't know if you've seen that, where it's it's a silly character, a huge mark in. With that mark for life, though, the majority of listeners know what I'm talking about. There's people that can be on TV in a segment with me, me rating matches, making fun of doing that. But I did that all on my own social media with that. That never would have seen the light of day if, if just in wrestling <clears throat> with that. But that social media inspires creativity with this. And this is social media is bigger than TV now and feeds into TV and TV still feeds into social media. And that's where I think I, I, I really think WWE is ahead of the other companies. And that end, and that's why I keep talking about this. And I want to see them catch up because it's going to play. It's going to play a huge part in the in the future. So, but yeah, it it it. There's nothing, no bad that can come of it with that, you know, because you, it can inspire creativity and new ideas. And you're going to gain. You if you tell me this, if you so, let's just say. I'm just going to give you an example. We're going to use the AEW roster. Say they've got they've got a hundred guys under contract there right now, right? Or whatever it is, whatever the note, it, it's a lot of people. All the places have a lot of people. But say 
let's say like just say the average social media following of all 100 people is just say 5000 people just as a whole because they've got a lot of people nobody knows of social media but i'm just just giving you a we'll say the average number is 10000 followers total on average for the 100 superstars what do you think will be better for that company if they if that average is 10000 or if that average was 1 million per per superstar Oh, definitely a million. Exactly. And so that's what I'm talking about. That needs to be competing against each other. Yes. And it's like you have the fans for the for each superstar. So it's like now you're guaranteed at least two million. Like let's your your numbers are gonna go up by default if people are promoting their matches and, and getting over on social media and it goes, guys, catch me on dynamite tonight. I'm gonna be on uh in the first hour. You don't even have to give them the specific time, just tune in if you want to show some support. You're going to get a portion of your followers that are going to tune in. If, and if everybody is doing that, if everybody on your show, you've got 20 people on your show, you know, and that's going to be an extra 20 million people on social media being aware that their superstars are going to be on TV. It's going to enhance the ratings. And that's why I think that is a way to do that with the, with your crop of talent. But that's why WWE brings in the Logan Pauls because he has the number one podcast or one of the top rated podcasts. He's in, he's in with the young crowd. He's getting new eyes on the product with that. Now, if everybody, if they had a roster full of Logan Pauls hustling on social media, those numbers are all going to massively go up. So, or go up to a significant amount at the very least. Yeah, and like a little similar, like with um when they had a bad bunny come in, yep. Like especially after um, what was it? Backlash, especially since that was in Puerto Rico. Lord knows how many eyes that that alone got on the product. Everything on social media, but the key is you got to keep it going. Those guys come in, and then they leave. So you want to keep it. That's where you got to have your regular talent hustling on social media. You want you like I've got a built-in, literally a built-in foundation and funnel for everything that I'm doing now. With that, not everyone's going to do everything that I'm doing. Not everyone's going to have a podcast. Not everyone's going to have a business, right? But like, you want people hustling. You want to be on all the main platforms. You want to be interactive with the fans. I talk to you guys all the time. This stuff, it because you create a connection with social media that was no, it wasn't possible before with this. And and I understood that when I left, I it all clicked for me. And that's when they bam came down. They go, well, we're gonna fuck your life up on this and make sure you can't do what you want to do. They knew they know that I see this with that. But it, if if everyone, all these companies do this, I promise you to answer your question, short and long term, we'll start to get that trend to start improving. But yeah, you gotta hustle. Like, oh man, if you can like give some positive traction for for like all three companies on man, that could be like massive for for the like sport in general and one thing is is like if everybody if they, it could be hot at the same time oh man you're gonna like have a boom like almost as close to what happened like let's say in the 80s with the hulkamania area being hot for WWE, and then with the NWA, WCW, like when the horsemen were at their peak. Yeah. But it, it's physical acting too. And people in, and this is where I think, and I talk about this and it's not, this is, this is not knocking the business. It pro, I love pro wrestling. It's the hardest thing in the world, but it is physical acting. And I think if we educate the fans that we are human beings and we are playing roles and that, and they will embrace us. And then in defeat, I can, you can, you can come back in defeat and, and do things in defeat and people actually appreciate the work 
because you are entertaining them. It's no different than going to the movie and watching the bad guy in the movie get killed at the end. We don't shame that guy for playing that role. We celebrate the performance with that. And that is exactly what pro wrestling is. And I've always known this and it bothers me because I always watched and loved all of this as a kid and appreciate. And I see so much hate and negativity with people and all this and people trying to shame other people. If you, if you, if you lose too much, you're shamed with this, or if you're not doing something, if you don't win enough, you're shamed. Or if you win too much, you're shamed. We shame everything. All these people. And I go, no, it's physical fucking acting. And we need to, we, that's why we have to recondition, but that's from the Meltzers and all these fucking marks out there that are pushing their negative agendas and all this bullshit and trying to shame people and make people feel bad. And it's created a toxic environment with fans with a, with a portion of the fans that should not exist, but it unfortunately does. But that's why I'm proactive on speaking about this on that. But we can literally, if your audience and people know you and they, they know you're going out, they're going to be supportive of your, what your endeavors of what you go out there and do with that, whether they watch pro wrestling or not, because they're fans of you. That's where I think they're missing this. If I, you know, I've got 3.6 million TikTok followers and I'm getting seen all the time. If I am, people know me because I entertain them on with skits and all different things, give them health information, whatever the case may be, make them laugh. They're more inclined to follow me on my journey in my life on the things that I do with this. And this is what the, the, the promotions have to realize and that, that this social media, this is WWE is ahead of the curve on it. And I hope they catch up. Yeah, and you know, like, yeah, one of the things you brought up, yeah, I am with the same thing, even though I've never been in the business, but I get so annoyed when people keep saying that, oh, you're losing too much, you're buried, or like, hell, if you lose one match, depending on which one it is, that you get buried, because it's like, dude, did you watch the performance? of the person that lost because hell we can look at Shawn michaels for a great example that some of the biggest matches he was in he actually lost the biggest stars of all time they lost they lost quite a bit but with social media now there's more shaming and but what happens is performers get more uptight about it but also though it doesn't help when promotions oh and this is like a wwe thing they don't they don't treat people the same if you lose too much that's a big problem that that in that in that environment that that's where I said that has to go away with that and it, it, it's a very negative toxic thing that exists with that but it's the performance it's scripted entertainment you the winner can't win without the loser going out there and agreeing to lose how how is it, but let me tell you something if I would have if I would have you you tell me your honest your honest answer on this if I during Hell in a Cell 2012 when I was undefeated. And this is when I'm brand new, but I'm red hot going into that match with CM Punk. I get to the arena that day, and I'm told that that CM Punk is going over, and that that but we're going to get him on top of the cell, and I'm going to shell shock him, and we're going to end the pay per view with me on top. But but I'm going to lose, and the undefeated streak is over. Now, if I would have just said fuck this, no, 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 this is for me, and I went to Vince and I go, you're putting me over. There's no way I'm losing to that fucking guy, and that and I when I I storm out of there and I leave the building and I don't do the match. I would have been I would have been harassed and ridiculed. I would have been blackballed from pro wrestling for in right and in, in, would have had a horrible attitude. I would have just I would have it would have been the end with that. But that that would that would have been unprofessional. What would you agree? I, I do one hundred percent. 
100% agree with that one. And so, but, but by me agreeing and going, okay, I understand what we're doing. We're getting punk and we're trying to build up to go on to face The Rock, to go on to face John Cena. And got an understanding of that. Okay, let's go do this with that. But why should I be shamed for doing what's best for the company when they put me in a position, even though it looked like it was supposed to be for me from some people with it? But by me having a good attitude, I had articles written about me, how I failed in the main event, how I failed to get over, even though I got massively over and that, but this is what these companies and all these dirt sheet people, they're fucking idiots with it. But it spreads this toxic negativity and shame that though, that, that, that does not exist or should not exist with, with what we do with it. Like I had, I had no, I did not feel bad one bit losing that. I, I, I had great pride being able to help in another storyline and that with things, even though I had my own issues going on after that with other things with that but this is the that's what the what is going on that it shouldn't be going on yeah and again it was like this was your oh i believe like only second time like being in a pay-per-view main event yeah i think all right if you if you don't count like royal rumbles and things like that yeah but you know now it's like people are saying okay you lost the match but the performance you gave in it, it was like, all right, now I see why he built this. And let's remember that as the Ryback character, you were in for like a good, what, six months, I believe, on TV up to that point. So it was like, it wasn't like they were like fast tracking you. They were just like, okay, you were somebody who was slowly getting over with the fans little by little. And then when the Feeny Moore chants started getting louder, it was like, okay, we've got somebody naturally over. We've got somebody that's undefeated. We've got somebody who can be a physical challenge for Punk. Now it's like, okay, so how do we get this? And it was like, the way I, y'all built that, built the matchup, I thought it was like a natural progression. And I yeah, think that's a lot of a little bit of what's missing everywhere is like getting these people over to that to that point where it's like okay, you can buy them in a main event, and it's like okay, even if they lose, let's see how they perform on a main event level. And I thought like when I watched that LSL match again, I was like, okay, I kind of see, I kind of see where the company could trust this guy, and if they like. Like keep them building up a little bit, and if the fans stay behind them, yeah, I see like no reason why two years from now, if if not yeah. sooner or it, even later, they you could have been a champ. Which they did continue to build, even though in in losing efforts in that time, though I continued to get more over all the way up until they turned on Cena, and we could have pulled the trigger multiple times, but unfortunately, like I said, and I've talked about all that, but it wasn't in, it wasn't in the cards with everything, and I, a lot of that is tied into the legal stuff. But nonetheless, though, I proved without a shadow of it, and I already know because I did it, I around the country for a good year main eventing with, with all different guys and, and, and getting amazing reactions. And that's something that nobody could ever take away with that and, and, and did not fail in the slightest in that. But it, it's people not understanding that in the, in the roles. But the company, though, and say there were no legal issues and whatnot, and just say they didn't want to pull the trigger for whatever reason, and, and, and whatever, but you would have known, oh man, we got a guy that we could use a year or two from now 
and we could we could rely on him because he just showed that he can main event and do all the media and do everything that I was just playing I was playing the top babyface without a championship. I was chasing it essentially, and we just never pulled the trigger on actually capturing it. It's like Cody, what Cody's doing now, but Cody they just say they don't give him the championship. That doesn't mean he actually failed. He's actually succeeded in the role that he's playing with it. But this is where it bothers me personally when I see people that don't understand that with that and why I try to educate people that it's actually physical acting. Now, if they would have put me in the main event and we would go out there and we just completely bomb and I, we, I show I, I can't even get through the match and things are a mess, that's a different situation that I'm incapable of going out there and executing and performing my role. Now, now that's a different issue. Never once was that the case with that. And it's usually not the case for most guys because it's physical acting and guys are professional and know, know how to go out there and win and lose with it. So I think it's important to have these conversations with fans, though, because it, I think it helps. It can help eliminate some of the, the, the toxicity and negativity that exists right now on social media. Yeah. And I would say this, like, um, like for me, I'm getting ready to turn 41 in a couple weeks. And I've been a fan for over 30-some years. And I would say that even as the business changes and I still get to say that one thing I always do is, like, I always try to look with a new perspective because even though I've been, like, following for 35 years, that there's always something new that will get me to think it. I was like, hmm, you know, that's that's a... That's like a new perspective right there that they're presenting. And let's see where this is going to go and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, it is like, just like with those of you that are in the business, they, you're never too old or too young to like learn something new. And, you know, every day is like, you're all, there's always something new that you're going to learn. And, I think that's where I think for those of us who are older fans, we also got to do a little education to those who may be newer fans. It is like, granted, we're not going to know everything because, of course, a lot of us are not in the business, but yet we have like a little perspective because of us following the sport. You've been fans for your whole life. So you have the perspective of a fan that from experience of being a fan. Yes, I agree. I think that is, but I think that's important. That's why I like doing this and talking and, and getting points of views from some of you guys. And you guys get the point of view of somebody who's done it at a high level. But And I, and I think that, that people can learn, like you said, newer people, new fans. And because the people that are growing up in a very toxic environment with social media and the people like the Melchers and the other dirt sheets that have agendas, have a very negative, negative just point of view in general that create fake hate and controversy and drama for a lot of people just so they could then re put that news out for that news to get regurgitated by all the other content creators. And then they could create more content, given their opinions on it further. And it's this horrible cycle that needs to be, people need to be aware of what's going on. And I've lived it and I've overcome it and survived it. And it'll never, it'll never hold me down because I'm not afraid to speak the truth on it. But the way that you shut this stuff down is by having these conversations and in that people can become more educated. So thank you. And, and, um, yeah, I just want to say real quick that, um, man, it's definitely an honor to, like, have this moment with you. And, um, yeah, I'll be listening later on with, um, you and Stevie, because, uh, my friend Chris, um, who's somebody that, um, I 
Yeah, he and I have been like really tight, and he like always comes to me for like a lot of my past wrestling because he knows I was like a fan back in that like late '80s era and stuff like that. And I tell you what, man, just to be able to hear you for this brief amount of time is like I definitely grew a hell of a lot of respect more. Well, I already had a lot of respect for you to begin with, but thank you. exponentially higher so thank you very much man well you're welcome reese and i look forward to having you back on the show you have a great day great it's greatly appreciated buddy all right thank you very much have a good one man you too bud take care good deal thank you very much reese great questions guys we'll do one more one more guest here we'll see if there's somebody i haven't had on we'll see dread if dread if you have one question Maybe we can get to two different people if we can. Somebody says in the comments, dirt sheet writers have direct lines to management. No doubt. and But they're fe- they're feeding the agendas of certain people in the business. And that's why I'm trying to point out to you guys. Hey, bud, how you doing? Doing good. How you doing? Doing, doing fantastic. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Do you have a question? Yes, sir. Hey, I was just wondering, when you come back, it'd be great to see you with the manager. You know how Shawn Michaels had sensational Sherry. It'd be cool if you came back with Phoenix Marie. Were you the one? I just saw that comment in the in the yes. chat. I literally was reading the chat on the for when I was looking to see if there were any questions. It's funny. I just, me and Phoenix, she's uh, getting back into Vegas. She's at her parents in California. We're going to be going out and getting something to eat. And uh, I talk to Phoenix all the time. So we always joke about that. You, you never know. She, her parents always joke her me, believe it or not me and phoenix have been she's and this is this is probably against both of our like the uh, i've remained good friends with her and been good friends with her from day one like from she's I, I told her this last night she's the nicest most genuine human being i've ever met she's also this wild porn star that i don't know as a wild porn star <laughs> i never i i'm telling you i have looked her up and seen like i and then when I met her and I, I didn't know who she was with that. And I never watched a ton of porn, but I watched, I watched a bit and then I go, Oh, okay. I definitely had to have seen her at some point in time, but like, but then I didn't watch her stuff. And when I had her come on the show, I, I'm, I needed her when, when the first original version of the show and Pat Buck quit on that. And when I, all that stuff went down and I tried to have a conversation with him and he got caught with everything and just quit. And, I was under contract and I had advertising money for like six months in advance. I go, well, I've got to do this show for at least six more months. She stepped right up like nothing, but I've never, we've never, I've always respected our friendship first with that, but me and her get along better than any other woman I've ever known in my whole life. But I've always been very careful because I don't want to ruin the friendship also with that. But, but it's, it's, it's like, it's, it definitely exists. So the, um, but it, we joke about that because I think it would be, oh, Big Daddy Ryback, Pump Daddy w- would love to have Phoenix Marie, Kimmy Granger, and then I would like to also have one younger, one younger woman, so that there's a little bit of jealousy in the group as well. That, but but Phoenix would be Sweet Pea, uh, Kimmy Granger would be Special K, and then I'd have to have a younger, a younger attraction where those two were a little bit jealous of the younger one, and just to create a little fun dynamic for Big Daddy Ryback. I would bleach, I would bleach the, I would grow my hair out and it would, I would bleach my beard and I'd bleach, I'd bleach my hair. And then I, that's when I'd have the, the go-to 
This goes to all the hungry hoes out there. Big Daddy Ryback is your meal ticket. Feed me if you need me. Hashtag hungry. Feed me more. And we're rocking and rolling. So. Hell yeah. That <laughs> You're welcome. I'll tell her you said hello, though, bud. Oh, fantastic. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Awesome. Always a lot of fun. Should we do one more? Let me take a look to see if the guy... I don't see... And I am, for everyone listening, doing the Stevie Ray podcast tonight, uh, the the Straight Shooting podcast, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central Time. You can call in. I've got that posted on my social media. Stevie Stevie does as well. You guys can call in that number on his show, and uh, you never know. He he. I don't know if there's anyone else popping in during it, but I know it's definitely going to be me and Stevie at least on that. Let's see if we got one. We'll do one more question to wrap up today's uh, Ryback show. Uh, Wrestler Jeff, if you've got a question, we look forward to hearing it. Hello, hello. What's going on? Are you there? Hey, is this Ryback? This is this is him. How you doing? Oh, no way. I finally got on. Man, I'm doing great. How about you? Doing fantastic. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Do you have a question? Yeah, man. Uh, I want to know, do you know, like, on a, on a personal basis, do you know X-Pac? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I, we're, we follow each other, and, and we... He, he, he shot me a DM when, when uh, Secret, my dad's dog, passed away, and I'd sent him one and when when he lost Lulu and, and saw him at the WrestleCon and uh he came over we had a nice little friendly conversation with everything we've always uh when and when I was in WWE he routinely he would be backstage like at Philadelphia shows or if we were somewhere in the area and he always man he would always we'd always have this nice friendly conversation but like I don't know him as far as we don't talk all the time or anything like that but just but here and there and we always always pleasant Grew up loving them. Oh, yeah, I know. You guys are both, uh, like, big in the dogs. You guys are dog guys. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, would it interest you to, like, for you guys to link up and do, like, a like a show for animal welfare or something? Yeah, I think that he's – because definitely he's, I, he's very passionate, and I think we're very similar. I think that's why I clearly both recognize that. And people, because there, there's people that are not dog lovers or animal lovers in general. So um, I, I'll tell you, I, I do think, though, with him, and I'll tell you just with everything with my situation with WWE, and there, there is, and this is a very real thing that exists, people, you know, that are there, and he's obviously friends with Hunter, right, with everything. I, I do believe there's there's restrictions on certain things on not allowing me a platform, even though something like that, that would not probably involve talking about wrestling. I, I just think that there's until all of this is either somehow worked out or just whatever there, it may never exist with it. And that's, it's a very real thing that is going on. So. That sucks, man. But yeah, <laughs> but I, I I'm open to anything. I love those guys. I talked, you know, Nash sent me a nice message after uh, about, about my dog. And, and we, we've stayed in contact a bit. Not not a lot, but we I haven't talked to him in a while. Was, I, last time I talked to Nash on the phone was was before Scott Hall, unfortunately, passed away. It was probably a few months before that. So, so it's been some time, but just an occasional text message and whatnot, because we spent a week in Columbia together. And But I feel like, you know, and I, I never 
we don't I don't get into anything with them about anything going on because I've always I've always been able to to distinguish that they have nothing to do with my situation and and whatnot and with all of that. But I I do think that there's some lines with people because this is a very this is a pretty big deal what's going on with that. And I think they don't you don't ever this is what I've tried to avoid. And you don't want to bring other people into the bullshit. And, you know, I don't want to affect their relationships with the company or because it's it's not good. So but I think in time, hopefully in time, man. Hopefully everything is smoothed out and whatever, but I, I, I don't know. Well, well, man, what do you think about uh, like putting on your own show? As far as is for, for selling for raising for animal welfare yeah, awareness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like I do a lot of just on my social media, I share the stuff too with the, with the animal shelters here in town and they, one of the Henderson animal shelter always messages me. I always share their post or if they have something they really want me to share or post I do for them and stuff on that when, especially when they're, they're sheltered, when the kennels get full on that. Cause that's kind of, it's a pretty big problem in Vegas, but yeah, I'm open to anything. Yeah. I kind of just, I've stuck to the routine doing my thing and that I'm not against doing anything like that. So it's just a matter. I don't, I, like, what I would do, I don't know, but I've been, I'm just, I'm like right now I'm literally focused on, I, I go morning. Like I said, I got up at three something today. I go morning to night and I'm working on my shoulder or my business to get back and to get ready to get cleared. And, you know, I'm hoping what I don't have to spend hours a day on trying to get my shoulder right, that there'll be more opportunities to do more things, you know, whereas right now it's grind, 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 grind. Cause like, this is, this has been, this has been a long, long, tedious process, but yeah, I think that that would not be a bad idea one bit. Right on, right back. Well, keep on keeping on, man. You too, and I, I appreciate it, and and, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. For sure, and I'll I'll be on. I I, I gotta I gotta split real quick. Okay, bud. Thanks for having me. Take care. <laughs> Have a good one. Good deal. Thank you very much, guys. With that, guys, check out my Feed Me More Nutrition over on FeedMeMore.com. We've got all the Ryback merch, uh, and we got ball caps, accessories, all different logos. Hungry Feed Me More, the Ryback stuff non non wrestling uh attire over there as well from the tank tops the t-shirts the sweaters and the ball caps and along with all the best supplements with feed me more nutrition new customers can save 30 percent discount code ryback30 returning customers can save 20 percent discount code feed me20 and you get a free premium black shaker bottle just click it uh, as your free gift it'll pop up when you add your first item to your cart on there and uh i appreciate all of you listening guys stevie ray podcast tonight 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central Time. And uh, we'll see how all that goes later on. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow for another Ryback show just around the same time. Usually that that morning, late morning, early afternoon is usually the sweet spot when I'm able to, to, to knock the show out for the day with everything. So thank you guys very much. Let's have a great one. And until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Hey Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit FeedMeMore.com.